0: I don't know. And, and I think like that, I guess my point is that like, if, yeah, once again, at, at an organizational level, if we treat like the organization, like it's just an analysand, which we have to like constantly be fixating on its traumas and working through it versus, I don't know, doing the work of like being a living and thriving like organization. Um Like, I don't know that that's the worry I always fall into, but, but I guess maybe that comes into the question of like, what is this, you know, specific, you know, piece of theory that we're trying to read? What, what is it trying to do and what, what can we use it for? Um, and and like, it would be to analyze like the organization. Um, so, so I, I guess I'd argue like here it's super interesting and probably useful, but I do, I don't know. I, i am always very, um, hesitant around collectivizing trauma. I
1: suppose.
2: Well, one of the ways he uses the word trauma here is uh, the organization as a site of trauma for individuals, Um, and this is where he talks about uh, pharmacon, Mm -hmm. you know, being uh, either poison or medicine depending on the dosage. Um, And as a person that was involved in a very sort of shitty authoritarian organization for a while. I, I, I get, I could see where there's can be trauma around organization. Um, I, I personally wouldn't use that word to to describe my interactions with the organization more. So it was just annoying and, and like a, a, a site of uh, um, unmet expectations and constant failures. But I, I imagine there could be some, some trauma for people who were abused psychologically or whatever uh, within their organizations uh, that turned them off to organization for good. And I think he's probably using that here when he talks about the, the organization uh, uh, organization as a site of trauma.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know. I, I I guess my point, I don't know. It's just weird for me. I've definitely like, the most, almost certainly the most new, no, certainly the most new to like political organizing, probably in this, uh, you know, uh, uh, video conference or uh, whatever here. And I don't know, I feel like I've already had to read a lot of things about how like traumatic, like organizations are. Um, And at a certain point, like I totally do understand like reckoning with history. And I, I think it's important that, you know, I think it's probably a good thing to be coming in uh to to you know being you know a commie or whatever but like i I did have like my fanaticism pretty like curtailed pretty pretty well with some of that discourse but but it does seem like once again sometimes it seems like a fixation i guess uh, especially when we use the term trauma
2: we we overuse the term trauma and all of all of my traumas have been dispersed Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) uh bella Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot we could get into with just sort of the uh, problems with the proliferation of trauma as a concept within like the sort of liberal left activist sphere, which I think bleeds over into a lot of things there. But even beyond that, I think it's fairly indisputable that whether we call it trauma or not, and I think some cases would probably apply. Uh, there's a lot of dysfunction that happens as a result of organization. That, that's enabled by the fact of organization. Yeah. I'm absolutely I think splitting going back to that idea. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that can be relevant though. I mean, it's not uh, unimportant, but the, I think that goes back to like uh, what Chris just highlighted with like the pharmacon as uh, like the thing that allows you to have any sort of measurable effect on the world is also the thing that enables, uh, to possibly, uh, cause dysfunction or harm or whatever else to individuals involved therein. And I think also making the case that this can lead to an aversion to it to make sure no one has these tools. It also means no one has the tools to possibly challenge the, uh, just, uh, utter uh, deprivation of everyday life. But he makes a case in there too, that Lots of, that's your baseline that you're working with. That's just sort of like it's harder to notice like the sort of uh, uh, or count uh, really when you're trying to take an assessment of these sort of things like the day to day sort of uh, indignities and slow traumas and harm and dysfunction. What's inflicted on you by society as it stands to weigh that against an uh, aggregate uh, spread across your entire lifetime and everyone else's lifetime the potential traumas that uh organization could have. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's a case to be made there that if we have any hope of changing the world and we think it is a necessary thing, uh, the fact of our organizations essentially wielding post-testas against us uh, dysfunctionally is always a risk. Uh, and I think then the question that becomes, okay, well, how do we think about organizing and organizations in a way that minimizes that? Are there ways that we can do that that maximizes its potential to have the desired effects that we want on the world and minimizes their effects to have like these deleterious ones on its members? Uh, and again, this is not uh, in the introduction in chapter one, doesn't really get into that. But that's, I feel like, was my takeaway from that one. And I'm hoping that we delve into that more because I mean, it's had that sort of effect on me too. I'm often skeptical of uh, just sort of organizations and uh, various forms of authority or whatever, or not. but I still do it because I feel like it's necessary, but how could I do it better in a way so that I can have a better idea. This is going to be a useful form of organization versus a uh, less than useful one. Sean,
2: did you put your hand down on purpose?
3: Sorry, I've been having some
1: uh, technical difficulties here. So I've just been sort of cutting in and out. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe this has already been said, but um, I guess the thing I found, I found, um, I thought it was good that he brought up the thing about kind of the trauma of organization. Cause I think up until then, as like, I, I found like what a lot of the stuff he was saying sort of is, you know, very abstract and also is kind of very common sense. And so I think kind of bringing up this thing of trauma of organization, I think gets into some of the messiness of like how these things actually play out within organizations. And, um, yeah. And so I think oftentimes the reasons for bad organization or sort of these like maladaptive forms of organization that we've talked about, like isn't really just because, you know, people haven't read this book or don't like, don't understand, you know, that, you know, that things should be neither vertical nor horizontal, but comes out of like either, um, because that form of organization fulfills some other need, like either, um, as sort of kind of, um, like organizing in a way that is sort of putting at bay like past traumas of organizations or sort of um, organizing in a way that gives sort of individuals or groups um, the ability to dominate those around us um, around them. So um, I don't know. I just think that kind of bringing that up kind of, as I said, gets into some of, some of the messiness and, and some of the ways in which we organize like aren't um, like aren't, aren't rational, fulfill these other needs um, or other desires other than ones that we sort of state outright of the reasons that we're organizing.